welcome back to Gridiron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by my fellow members of the collective, Bert Minotti, Brett Colson, Donnie D.P. Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuwara. Apologies for uh, the voice. I feel like most of the collective is sick, but we are going to power through, uh, and it may be because our illness, our collective illness as appropriate as it is, maybe because we did go one and three in the super contest last week. Drops us to six and four. One and four, Rich. One and four. Did I say one and three? Yeah, that's don't sick, sugarcoat it. That's how sick I am. Yeah, we sucked. That's how sick I am right now. I can't even uh, get my thoughts straight. Hopefully, I had my thoughts straight enough last night when I submitted my picks. That is a possibility as well that I screwed up everything, so... Uh, I did l- miss a lone wolf last week. Uh, have to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Mo is the woat when it comes to lone wolves, and he went. Uh, he also lost an additional game uh, as a lone wolf last week on the Chicago Bears. So well done, Mo. Small sample. Small sample. Well, well done, Mo. Uh, we are sponsored by FantasySuperContest.com. More about them in a bit, but check out FantasySuperContest.com to uh, to sweat us throughout the competition. If you follow us on Twitter, at GridironGamble, which you should, you'll know that all four of us selected the Patriots last night, but those TNF rules, Brett, I know you're, you're just ready to break them now. Can we stop this? <laughs> like, Can we agree that if we all love a side on Thursday, we just get all of our picks in? I'm sick of this. No. Uh, two, times, two times this season now. Too many injuries, it's only going to take one game for us to have the other conversation where we should right. go back to the Thursday night football rules because some crazy uh, injury happened on you know Friday afternoon. We had to adjust and we couldn't adjust because that's of happened the once. The game. That's we happened won, once. We lost so two points on the table. <sighs> well, it's funny because there was a big adjustment last week that we didn't uh, take advantage of and uh, didn't matter because the Texans mollywopped uh, the Chiefs. Um. Uh, also, there was a veto last week. Good job, Donnie. Way to uh, you know, just light through your veto in week two. Uh, you put in a losing side for a losing side, so nothing really changed. Well done, DP. Smoke them at the bottom. I get it out of the way early. It's it. You know, I I can think more about the lines and less about using my veto and where I could have to use it. So you know, now it's on to you guys. So let's go. Uh, excellent. Well done. Um. We also have to give credit to Brett. Uh, Brett is crushing. Brett was five and zero in week one and had the only posted the only winning record last week at three and two. Uh, so he is sitting at eight and two. Uh, Donnie and myself both went four and one and one and four. So we are five and five. And Mo got to two wins last week after going four and one in week one. So he is at six four and zero. Oh. So. Good job, Brett. We do uh, need Brett's top five for sure. Yeah, well, this is this is the week where it all comes crashing down for me because oh, I didn't know what the hell to do with these great. lines. Good, that's great to hear. This this week was tough. Not as tough as last week. I, I thought last week was apocalyptic, and I actually love this week's line. Yeah, I mean, really. I'm, I'm, gonna... I'm with Rich. I thought last week was an absolute brutal joke of a card, and this week I feel much more confident. All right, we'll get to the number one picks in just a sec, but I want to run through some stats, uh, including last night, which is kind of iffy, but we'll take it. Uh, home dogs are 9-3 and three against the spread on the season. Uh, touchdown favorites, th- these are all using the super contest lines. Touchdown favorites are 2-1 and one against the spread. And uh, our consensus picks, again, including New England last night, 7-4 and four against the spread. So even if we went with all consensus picks last week and uh, DP saved his veto, we still would have went uh, one and four. Uh, also, our fan contest, uh, because many of you uh, <laughs> tell us, uh, yikes, uh, we only got two tickets last week <laughs> and they were uh, they were tails that Cleveland plus six and a half. Uh, it was free money until it wasn't free money, and then it was free money at the end. <laughs> well, how did we, Mo, Mo? You called it. You you called Ravens close moves. How did we even have to sweat that game at the end? Yeah, it was just one of those I could sense when uh, the Browns weren't putting up points when they should have. That could have, like, ba- basically iced things in the first half. 
and then the Ravens were just kind of creeping back in it. I could just, I could smell move. I could hear his footsteps just <laughs> plodding through the forest, and I just knew he was coming. But Kate, he decided to leave us alone for just only for fi- like five minutes last week. Kate is such a hero. I mean, playing with the the shoulder injury definitely should have been out of the game uh, after he took that hit. Uh, but uh, marched on and made sure we got the cover. Faded the faded the uh, walk off pick six there uh, on, on the final drive. Uh, Cade is uh, Cade definitely a favorite of the collective. All right, let's turn to week three. Need a bounce back. It is early though. We're at, we're averaging three and two right now, which not good enough to win, but good enough to sustain for the moment. Um, but again would be nice to get back on the horse. Uh, I agree with Mo. I kind of liked the card. Uh, and I also like to see that we got five consensus picks. Uh, one of them did not make our card. So we will discuss that in a bit. But let's get to the number one picks. And I'm going to lead things off this week. And I've got the Lions plus seven and a half on the road at Lambeau to face those pesky... Green Bay Packers. When I made this line, I made a mistake. I set it at three and a half, and that is admittedly way too low. I should have made it something closer to four and a half or five, but anything north of six, I got to take the Lions in this spot. Uh, the home game last week against the Titans was a really ugly, scrappy affair. Uh, maybe a bit too much preening coming off of a big road win against Indy. Uh, But to come home and to put up a stinker like that against Tennessee was a bit alarming, especially on the offensive side of the ball. That being said, I think my uh, assessment of the Titans' defense may have been overstated. Uh, I didn't even know Dick LeBeau was their defensive coordinator. Uh, And although he's in his 80s at this point, it feels like, at least in his 70s, uh, he is definitely a genius schemer. Um, So I got to give some credit uh, to the Titans defense for their performance in Detroit. And Green Bay really has not impressed so far this season. They won a real stinker in Jacksonville. Um, and then, of course, the whole world saw on Sunday night uh, how they were stymied by that great, great Vikings defense. I'm not expecting that Aaron Rodgers, the fumble thrice and throw a back-breaking interception uh, to the guy he was picking on all night, Aaron Rodgers, to show up on Lambeau on Sunday. But I'm not comfortable uh, with them hanging a line which uh, north of a touchdown against a potential playoff team at this time. Uh, so I've got the Lions as my number one pick. This is a consensus pick. Donnie also has them in his top five. Uh, Mo has them middle of the pack at seven. And Brett... I'm going to turn to you because you have them the lowest. You have them at a 6 out of 15. Uh, what is giving you pause in taking the Lions? Uh, similar to last week with the Cardinals at home coming off a loss. I, I'm a little nervous about Aaron Rodgers here at home coming off a loss. I definitely do like the Lions here. I had them higher initially, but and I love that line, the, the 7.5. But yeah, the, the, the Rodgers... At home thing, I just it, it makes me nervous because I think the, I think the Packers are capable of a blowout here. Mo, what's the difference between Cardinals at home and Packers at home? Uh, I'm with Brett here. <laughs> uh, Rogers at home is terrifying. His record at home is actually just downright disgusting. Yeah, and uh, coming off a loss. I, I see a bounce back here. I, I capped this at six and a half, though, so I do think there's value here. But I don't love it as much as you. What's the difference? You didn't answer my question, though. What's the difference between Cardinals at home and Packers at home? There's a uh, glaring difference. One of them has a quarterback that's not Jake Cutler or whatever. I don't know. Bruce Arians and Mike McCarthy. <laughs> well, that, that's on the road, too, right? No, I'm just saying... Mo, not awake yet. Uh, I'm just saying Mike McCarthy's a horrific head coach, and uh, I, I don't think this team is well-prepared. That's the one thing I've I've really taken away uh, from these first two weeks is I just don't think the Packers 
or prepared to play. Uh, Aaron Rodgers should not be playing this poorly. It, it just shouldn't happen. And part of that is coaching. Uh, part of that is putting him in a system that is ready to succeed. And I think giving the ball to James Starks 11 times over two weeks so that he can get one yard per carry, one yard per carry, uh, is egregious. And they just keep doing it. And what what happened to what happened to Randall Cobb? Is he playing football anymore? Where what hap, where is this guy? I don't under, I don't I, I legitimately don't understand what I'm watching uh, with this offense. So yeah, I don't under, understand really what's going on with them, but something's wrong. Yeah, I just think there's a potential that this team's not very good. Like obviously they're going to be above average because they have goat at quarterback. But did you guys not listen to anything I said on last year's podcast? What did you say on last year's podcast? Green Bay is the most overrated team in the league. They are still the most overrated team in the league. Their coach is overrated and somehow still has a job because he won a Super Bowl like seven years ago with a great quarterback. But they suck. They actually are not that good. Yeah, they do great at home. Whoopee. Everyone does great at home. And and Aaron Rodgers just pulls wins out of his ass. If they didn't have Aaron Rodgers, if they had even a quarterback that was like three notches below Aaron Rodgers, they would be absolutely abysmal and everyone would know it. Imagine if they had uh, something, uh, something Brissett back there. Oh my God, no! <laughs> that uh, guy would be on pitchforks this morning after last night's game if that was McCarthy coaching Brissett. In the last calendar year, the Pat- the Packers have not been favored by a touchdown or more at home, which is interesting to me. I just don't think they're ready. I think the just the line's too big. If it was Mo, if it was six and a half, I think. Uh, Packers would be the right side, but I think crossing that touchdown threshold is unforgivable. So this is a consensus pick. Uh, Donnie and I both had it high, so you will likely be hearing it later. And now I'm going to turn to DP, who also has a consensus pick as his number one pick. What you got? The 49ers plus nine and a half at the Seahawks. Back on the Niners train, baby. I know I don't really care how much we got slaughtered by them last year. Um, you know how, how how bad they did us uh, week in week out when we couldn't win. Um, but yeah, we were on them in week one. They uh, proved us right. Um, I don't, you know, the public is is on them here, but I think you know against everything that most stands for, the public can be right every once in a while. Um, I just I haven't seen anything from this Seattle team, despite me videoing them in last week, that. Uh, Makes me confident that they they I mean that they can even score nine and a half points, let alone win by nine and a half points. I mean, what are they? They're averaging what ten and a half points a game, and the 49ers are averaging twenty seven and a half points a game. And you know, the 49ers, yeah, they got blown out last week, and I think that some people are reacting to that, and this line is partly reactionary to that. But the the Carolina Panthers are a very very good team with a very good defense, and you know, the Seattle Seahawks are certainly not the Carolina Panthers at all. Um, you know, I just I don't think that this offense has, you know, gotten their shit together. And I like everything that Chip's been doing in San Francisco, and they only got to go a little bit of ways up the road to head over to Seattle. Niners were in everybody's top five, save for Brett, who had them right outside as his uh, 10th pick out of 15. Uh, I capped this at five. My eyes bulged out like a cartoon character. Uh, when, Five. I, when I saw nine and a half, um, I capped it at four and a half. So wow, my uh, six for me. My 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 biggest concern with this game is the one that Mo alluded to. He did not say outright in the Skype chat. What is it, Mo? What scares the balls out of you in this game? This one, yeah. public dog. <laughs> yeah, not just a public dog. Uh, a massive. It's pretty heavy. Uh, <laughs> public dog. This is just one of those situations where I have to look at last week and just think that maybe, like Donnie was saying, Seattle is just not good. I mean, we have two weeks of uh, evidence, and this team looks really, really bad. Uh, Scoring 10 points is going to be a tough enough task for them, much less covering 10 points. So I think we just got to trust in Chip here. Trust and Chip, and the Niners, man, what, what was the score heading into the fourth quarter of Niners-Panthers? 31-10? Was that the, if I, did I get that correct? And 
if you're holding a 13 and a half ticket, you feel like, yeah, you know, I can probably turn on red zone right now and, you know, kick my feet up. But no, you know, something blame. The the Niners are made to score points. They're made to play with pace. Um, and even if the Hawks are better than they've played, which is probably so, I don't expect them to be a bottom five team in the league, which is what they look like right now. Uh, we have a team that is a backdoor monster. Uh, and had Carolina not been as great a team as they are, which doesn't uh, make me feel good about my uh, season future. Uh, their offense looks pretty amazing. Calvin Benjamin hasn't missed a beat. Red zone monster. I don't think that the Seahawks can score at the same pace as Carolina. So even if we're in a situation where we need to backdoor, which I don't think is likely, I think this is going to be a lot closer than people think. Uh, I'm comfortable that something Blaine can get us back uh, in the game. Uh, Brett, you are the lowest on this game, not by much. Any pause in having your boy something Blaine on the card? No, not really. I mean, it's right outside my top five. I do like Seattle to rebound here and get a win, and I think they'll be able to score a lot of points. I just think nine and a half is too many. Uh, as Donnie said, 49ers averaging 28 a game so far against two pretty good defenses. They are built to score points with Chip. Uh, Seattle started 0-2 last year, too, guys, and they came back in week three and spanked Chicago at home. I I could see that happening this week, too. So that's that's really the only pause I have. I think Seattle is better than what we've seen on the field in the first two weeks. So uh, that I'm, I'm fine with the 9.5 here. I'm fine with it being on the card, but uh, I'm a little nervous about a blowout. We, faced, Curly. we, we fell for it last year, too. <laughs> We took yes, the, we did. Took the, took the points, took the L. But yeah, we have I go. Think we were getting like 14 and a half in that one. 13 and a half with uh, the GOAT himself, Jimmy Clausen. But we do. I was on Seattle. But we do have the actual GOAT uh, on the card, and that is Jeremy Curley. So looking for a big bounce back from Curley in this game. Let's move on to. Man, you guys did it again. Three weeks in a row. Brett and Mo have the same number one pick. It's starting to get ridiculous. <laughs> starting to get ridiculous. I feel like they have a special side chat going on. <laughs> right. It just has to, you know, like Rich and I have our side chat, which happens in person at the office because we work together. And then these two just talk on the side all the time. And it is. Uh, it's so weird, too, because I never pick this team ever. I thought you were going to say you never talk to Mo. I mean, <laughs> which I could fully understand. Trust me. Uh, it is also, it is the Homer pick of the week, and it is also the Illum special of the week. I mean, seriously. I can oh, just, yeah, this is Illum. I can just 100%. see the Illum right now, you know, they're sitting at a big, ooh, that was a quick finish, production 101. Uh, I can just see them sitting at a massive mahogany table, smoking the finest hand-rolled Cuban cigars. They've moved money from overseas into some shady bank account just so they can go all in on which game, Mo? Which game is Illum just all in every penny that they have this weekend? Oh, this is Illum. Bills plus four. Illum will be in full force. I mean, mean, card-carrying members everywhere, (laughs) people with Illum tattoos that you can't see. Uh, just operating. Trust me, this this is uh, maybe the Illum game of the year so far. Uh, I mean, I guess Vikes against the Pack, but plus three and a half here, uh, plus four in the contest, plus three and a half now at home, and the public is like what eighty five percent, eighty four percent on the Cardinals after that absolute thrashing they delivered. To Tampa Bay, uh, people are lining up to fade the Bills on extra rest here. That's another big key. You gotta love the Bills in this spot. Just situationally, it couldn't be better. Brett, you said you never picked them. You watched them get destroyed by my New York Jets just a week destroyed? ago. Destroyed? Destroyed? Destroyed. All right. I would say destroyed. I mean, the Jets almost destroyed themselves along the way, but the Bills looked horrible. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. What do you got, Brett? What do you got? What? How? Tell me why this isn't a homer pick. 
look, these are the games the Bills win. I've watched it year after year. When all hope is lost, they come through. They're eight and two against the spread as a home dog in their last ten. Like Mo said, public is pounding Arizona. Nobody believes in this team after two games. Greg Roman fired. Sammy Watkins probably out this week. All the narratives, but you have a value low versus a value high matchup here with the cards coming off that blowout win. I don't trust Carson Palmer and the Cardinals on the road. And apparently the smart money doesn't either because the line's moving the other way, even though the public is just hammering the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, I think the Bills just went out right here. This is going to be the shocker of the week. I was just about to say, when the Bills, not if, when the Bills went out right on Sunday, uh, when you wake up the next morning, look at the NASDAQ because Illum is just going <laughs> to move that money onto big oil or something, and the NASDAQ is going to go up hundreds of points. So so just be out, be on the lookout for that. When the Bills win, check check the stock market uh, that next morning. Markets are going to open on fire. Uh, I, too, had the Bills. I, I wasn't as... Uh, I, this feels like a little too sharp for our own good. Bills are the right side. I have them in the middle of the pack, above the games where I have no idea what to do. I have them uh, at an 8 out of 15. Uh, to no surprise, though, DP, a Buffalo native... Donnie. A Buffalo native. Is, Seriously? Is a lone wolf. It's my three-pointer. On the card. Listen, anything below five points on my card is pretty much me saying, like, I have no idea. I don't want anything to do with these games. And I will likely either take the points in those situations or I will just pick what I think is the better football team. In this case, I went with what I think is the better football team by far. The Cardinals, yes, I know. You know, they're going west to east. They are uh, four-point favorites on the road. But, you know, I can just see the Bills just throwing up another absolutely stinker of a performance and the Cardinals, you know, winning this game by six, seven points. So I'm just not confident in going with the Bills. I'm also not that confident in, you know, my Cardinals pick, which, like I said, bottom of my card, throw it away, don't want to touch it. I thought we still had a 2% chance of getting Tim Hortons as a sponsor. Uh, even though, Brett, well, what were the exact terms you used last week to describe uh, their coffee? I believe I called it a shithole. All right. And I'm going to pull, I'm gonna pull my friends. friends and family in Buffalo on Tim Hortons. Well, I'm going to see where we, we come at. Well, you just turned your back on the entire city of Buffalo, Donnie. So I, I think all our all of our hope for Tim Hortons to power the... Gridiron Gamble engine has been lost. Buffalo has like, you know, two good things. Niagara Falls, which really isn't in <laughs> Buffalo, and Chippewa Street. But other than that, Tim you're, not gonna give us, you're not gonna give us Buffalo wings. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, you, you can get those now very good quality elsewhere. So Yeah, that's like saying Atlantic I City is, is great for casinos. Which now you can get casinos anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So Mo knows that firsthand. How was that AC experience, Mo? Atlantic City is a shithole. I would much yeah, rather live in Buffalo than in Atlantic City. But yeah, you can even I, get I casinos in Buffalo. Yeah, I sometimes wonder about how or why people live in Buffalo. I do wonder that. <laughs> you got to come here and see it, man. The city is is building up. <laughs> They've been saying that for two decades, Brett. <laughs> well, now we got a shot. All right, we, we had Tim Hortons turn their back on us, but the the Buffalo City Tourism Board, if they heard that endorsement from Brett Colson right there, I think they'd be lining up. The you city can laugh all you want. Mo, Mo, Omaha Moe is, is bashing Buffalo. The, no, just the way you deliver that because you're sick right now. He said the city is building up. Like it should be that should be the tagline at the end of all <laughs> all of their commercials. City's building up. <laughs> All right, enough of our nonsense. Uh, let's get to the Lone Wolves. But before we do, if you're looking for the best way to sweat, the world's greatest sports betting contest, FantasySuperContest.com is the place. They track every pick. They offer real-time standings on Sunday and even allow you non-players out there to pick the games and test yourselves against the spread. Want to follow the collective all season? Last week, if you skipped out, I don't blame you. Uh, this week, you should, though. Head over to FantasySuperContest.com. You can also get the premium stats for just $2 a week. $2, I mean, nowadays, that's basically free. Hashtag inflation. Uh, we love uh, the guys over at FantasySuperContest.com. They do a great job. The website is incredible. It's helped us out. 
we'll be slamming the F5 button this weekend. Uh, so be sure to check out fantasysupercontest.com. Let's get to the Lone Wolves. A gaggle of Lone Wolf selections this week. I went through it with a fine tooth comb to make sure I did not make any mistakes. Probably did anyway. We got 15 games. There are seven Lone Wolves. Brett's got one. Donnie's got two. I've got four. Mo, no Lone Wolves. That actually might make you feel good, right? That's because we share a card. (laughs) Yeah, they just submit the same damn thing every week. That makes me feel better about my picks, I guess. Right. Based on Since you're recent o- history. You're but. o for life, yeah. Not o for life. You're, you you got a couple last year. Um, I'm going to start with Donnie first because we already got one out of the way. And the second one is pretty hilarious. Donnie. Who is it? All you do, you picked, I mean, you pile on not just the team, not just the coach, but the entire city. And they go to a spot where they're playing a team that's 0-2, needs to win. What What's up with the Chargers plus three against the Colts? I, I am legitimately flabbergasted at that selection. What? So I think the Colts are a joke. Um, I just, I, like I said, this is my four-pointer. So, Brett, before you go crazy, what I said earlier is that you know, this side I'm usually just taking the points when it's this low on my card, or I'm taking the better football team. In this case, I'm just taking the three points on a team that I think should be able to score with a horrible Colts defense. Um, and, and you know, Andrew Luck is good for one to two interceptions a game, especially ones late in the game when he really needs it. So, you know, it's just it's just a case of uh, you know not thinking the Colts are very good at all and uh, taking the points here. Colts are my number two pick of the week. I think this is the whitewash of the week. Uh, Brett has the Colts middle of the pack at eight, and Mo had them just outside his top five at six. I, I think this is a tremendous spot for Indy. Somehow the public has caught up very quickly. Uh, I think Brett noted it in week one when uh, they were only three and a half point favorites over Detroit. Uh, Brett said, this is weird because... The line feels like it should be higher because the public is so used to just pounding Indy. And I think after an own to start, after an entire season of luck playing poorly due to injury, the public is just totally hands-off on on Indy. Uh, so I'm ready to uh, lay down my Indy hatred uh, and get on the bandwagon, at least for one week. Uh, I think this line should be north of a field goal. I don't think the Chargers are very good. They're without their two best offensive players as well. Um, so I'm all in on their, the Colts. Their value could not be higher right now. Oh, totally. Chargers whitewashed a, there's, a very public yeah. Jacksonville team last week. There's there's just value here. Colts should be minus four here. Easy. Easily north of a field goal. I, I was hoping we got the two and a half, which is currently oh, yeah. hanging. If we got two and a half, this would be like a top three game for me. Yeah, this would Same. be my number one if we got to the pinnacle line of minus two and a half, but it is it is a field goal. It's almost like uh, the Super Contest knows something. This game's going to close north of a field goal, too, because it's a 4, p- 4 p.m. Eastern start. So I think this closes at three and a half or four. Um, you're breaking my heart, Donnie. Breaking my heart. I don't really care. Good to know. Brett, your lone wolf doesn't really count because it's your your last pick. Uh, <laughs> but tell me why you could not. I love it. Wait, hold on. I love how you preface his pick by saying that. And mine is in my bottom, which I talk <laughs> about how I never put a lot of emphasis on. And then you just lambast me for picking the Chargers. Right, because all like, you do... It doesn't do, make any sense. Because all you do is is destroy the Chargers on this platform. Yeah, both of these teams I destroy, though. They both suck, the Chargers and the Colts. They shouldn't even play this stupid game. <laughs> uh, this one's going to get uh, Donnie riled up as well, so I'm just going to get right into it. Brett, uh, you, you couldn't do it. Even at one point, you could not take the 9.5 with something Cody Kessler. You just couldn't do it, could you? No, 
I, I no, I could not. I I like the Dolphins this week. Not at nine and a half. I like them to win. Uh, that's yeah. I I couldn't put Kessler on the card. Can't do it. And ladies and gentlemen, here is Donnie's Dolphins rant of the week. I mean, the Dolphins just straight out suck. And how the hell are over 70% of the people on the Dolphins at nine and a half point favorites? I saw some crazy stat that the Dolphins are one in 14 against the spread at home as greater than six point dogs or favorites. Sorry. That's, I mean, come on. The Dolphins are a joke. I, I understand that they're playing something Kessler as at quarterback and you know, it's the Browns, but let's be real here. It's also the Miami Dolphins. Would the Dolphins should the Dolphins be minus ten against Alabama? <laughs> the Dolphins shouldn't be minus ten against the four of us and fucking seven other guys on the field. Uh, Mo talking that smack, but you had the Browns super low at a three out of fifteen, as did I in the exact same spot. Uh, three out of fifteen. I think the Browns are the right side, uh, but I do not want real American dollars on something Cody Kessler. Don't capped like it. it at nine, so pretty fair line for me. Yeah, I. Well, what did Donnie cap, cap this one at? Five. Well, that's just insane. Was that pre? Wow. Was that pre Kessler? <laughs> uh. Yeah, but it Donnie was. Donnie doesn't knowing... watch college football. He doesn't know who Cody Kessler is. <laughs> no, I don't watch college football. Nor do I care who Cody Kessler is. All I know is that he made an NFL team as in as a quarterback this week against a team that's friggin' horrible. Cleo Lemon. I mean, come on. Also an NFL quarterback. Also made starts Still? in the league. No, I'm just saying. Like <laughs> Cody Kessler is also playing a guy who was a wide receiver in college and can't do shit in the NFL because he's absolutely horrible and he shouldn't be a starting quarterback. Uh, I had this at six pre Kessler, so I'm okay with the uh, the move to nine and a half, ten. Uh, but I'm just never laying the wood here. At the same time, not putting American dollars on Cody. Kessler. Yeah, we can move on because there's no way this is getting on the card. I All just right. want to forget about this game. All right, here are my lone wolf picks. I'm going to go with the bottom two first. Uh, I don't have much to say on them. My number one, as in one out of 15 rating, low as can be. I got the Panthers minus seven against the Vikings. Uh, I think the Vikings value is a bit too high for a team that just lost uh, Adrian Peterson and uh, Khalil their left guard who looked like he was playing injured throughout the Packers game. Obviously they got a big win at home. The whole world saw that. It's a, it's, I think this is a very fair line. Um, currently the public is about 50, 50, 54 in Carolina, 46 on Minnesota. Um, I just, the Carolina offense really scares me in this spot because if they can get anything going against that tough Vikes defense, I don't know how the Vikes would be able to mount a comeback against the Carolina defense. Everybody's praising Sam Bradford for somehow mustering up 17 points against uh, what is probably an above average to average Green Bay defense at home. So I'm pumping the brakes a little bit on the Vikings train. I don't think Carolina is a team where you can just roll out a great defense uh, and expect to compete. So I like Carolina, but obviously... Uh, not enough to put them up any higher. Any major objections to that, boys? Fair yeah, line Mike, for me. Right where I uh, Mike is a, Yeah, I, I think the Vikings are are just as good. Like, stop it. As as the Panthers. Stop it. I do. Wait, that was the real thing you just said. That football. I mean, on defense, they're probably better. On yeah, off, I love this Vikes defense. On offense, Carolina is probably like. 20 spots better. Yeah, they're like standard deviations above them. <laughs> yeah. And they're at home. It also comes down to coaching for me. I've said it every single week. Mike Zimmer is a top three coach in the NFL. Yeah, Zimmer's super sharp. No doubt about that. But I think this so... is this is a classic letdown game after a big, uh, big primetime win at home in the new stadium. You go on the road against a uh, team that was in the Super Bowl the year prior, and uh, you get your butt kicked. Uh, but again, you know, not confident either way. My next pick, I gotta. I don't understand what you guys are doing here. Every week, you especially, Mo, you come on here. Mo, Mo and Brett, they, they've really 
carried the flag for free points. You're getting free points. Take the free points. Oh, and we're at the top two people so far. Take the free points. You got to take them. We're getting free points. And then you both take the Jags, even though they're laying at plus one and a half on Pinnacle in the Super Contest there. Pick. Uh, so, again, I have this as two out of 15, so I'm not super confident in the Ravens, but I feel like it's the right side looking at the market, and then all of a sudden our two you know, market whores do not select them. Brett, you have them the highest uh, among those two. Donnie, you have them the highest. You both have them in your top five. But, Brett, I want to hear from you first, Mr. Market Analysis Economics Major guy. What's going on here? Yeah, I don't know what the hell this line is. I capped this at Jags minus two. Super contest line is a pick. And now Pinnacle has it as Ravens minus one and a half. What the hell is going on here? I, I told you guys I was just sitting wait, waiting for this line to move back last night, and it hasn't. I'm just trusting my eyes here. Baltimore, not not a good football team. They barely escaped against two bad teams so far this season. This is a team that won five games last year. Jacksonville, yeah, they've been bad too, but I'm still buying into this defense coming up big this week at home. They actually played really well against Aaron Rodgers in week one. I think this line's wrong. Donnie, I just you, think that the Ravens, Ravens minus one and a half is wrong. Donnie, you have the Jags in your top five. Try to convince me. Try to convince the people that are listening. I agree with uh, everything that Brett said. Uh, you know, I think the Ravens are a little bit better than last year. I think they have turned some things around, um, but I'm very not very high on them at all. You know, the Jaguars went on the road east to west and, you know, they got trounced over in San Diego. I, I like them to, you know, turn it back around and, and, you know, put on display more of a performance that was in line with uh, week one when they played uh, very well against Green Bay and, and gave them a run. And, you know, I, I just I don't know how much Mike Wallace can keep saving your ass with performances that he's pulling out of his ass because Mike Wallace is not that good of a wide receiver. Um, and I, I just I like this uh, this Jaguars team to have a bounce back performance after last week and, uh, you know, shut down a Ravens offense that I don't think is that good. Mo. And, you know, the Jaguars can score. Can we they, though? Can happen. Can they, though? Yeah, they, can, they can score in, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they can score they when can, they're they get, can score. They can score when they're down 20 when the other the other defense is, you know, taking a cat nap and prevent. Sometimes that's all you need to cover. Cover a pick. No, not when it's a pick. Yeah, uh, for me. <laughs> I'm with I'm with Brett. This line doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, uh, if this line was still even like a half point off, it probably would have been in my top five. It's really hard for me though. You guys are nuts because of because of the line move. But yeah, this line doesn't make any sense to me. I capped this up Jags minus one and a half. I don't understand how the Ravens can be road favorites here. Uh, public still favoring Jacksonville, 52% to 48%, despite playing horrific over two games. Jacksonville still a public team. Uh, I set this as Baltimore minus two and a half. Uh, I just think they're a better football team. I think Jacksonville just playing out stinks. Minus two and a half? That is insane. What are you seeing in the Ravens that we're not? (laughs) Whatever Pinnacle's seeing, because it's going to close there. (laughs) Whatever the sharpest market in the world is seeing. Because it's closing at two or two and a half. Jacksonville stinks. They're a, they're a bottom three team again. I don't, I don't know what. They aren't bottom three. They're not bottom three. Blake Boros has thrown three touchdowns in the first quarter in his career. What has he shown? To That's prove, all right. There's three more quarters in a game, bro. What has he shown to prove that he is an NFL quarterback? Maybe they're just running balls in in the first quarter. Did very good point. Up? Very, very, very good point, Brett. I, I, I just, I, I, this is not a good team. They're, they're not good. They're, I, I don't know why that's you, hard to you accept. You don't have to be good to win at home in pro football. This I, is very true. I understand that, but the Ravens think, almost lost to Cleveland last week. They were put. The Jaguars not, could, the Jaguars could have beat the Packers at home. So yeah. what? If I mean, an, come on. If anything, the Ravens being down twenty to nothing on the road and coming back to win. Stop. Should be. Don't turn that into a positive. Why can't that be a positive? Okay, then let's go back to week one when the Ravens were at home and barely beat the abysmal Buffalo Bills. Why are they abysmal? Because of one poor performance against the Jets? Where the Jets could be a really good team? I don't know. Did you watch week one when they played horrible against the Ravens? And speaking of the fact that the Bills are historically always bad. What are you talking about? The Ravens? Always bad. The Ravens are historically great. And they have one of the best front offices in the league. 
Cool. Front offices aren't on the field during Sunday. Sorry. <laughs> Ozzy is not out there fucking suiting up and playing tight end again. What have the what, how many wins have the Ravens averaged over the last like fifteen years? Double digits? Mm, I would say it's probably like nine point three seven. In a much tougher division than your New England Patriots. It's not the New England Patriots' fault that everyone else sucks. Okay, much, it is not our fault. Much tougher division than uh, than the AFC East, which is where we're going next. Uh, I have really no defense for this pick. <laughs> I took the Chiefs minus three. Total jinx, total, total anti-jinx. Uh, I think the Fitzpatrick keg is primed to blow on the road Wait, at Arrowhead. What? what? What happens when quarterbacks go to Arrowhead, Mo? They crumble like a cookie. Bad quarterbacks do, yeah. Crum- crumble like a cookie. So I want nothing. I cannot believe. I want nothing to do. Like the Chiefs, I don't. Chiefs coming off understand of a, this. Chiefs coming off of a brutal loss on the road, where fumble luck went the other way the entire game. I think Houston proved last night that they're just above average to average football team. I mean, that effort last night was a complete joke against a third-string quarterback on the road. Uh, we were all on the Chiefs preseason. They're going to be a good football team um, at home, at Arrowhead, coming off a loss. I think uh, three is a fair line, but I lean Kansas City in this one. Wait, this line was three? Yeah. Oh crap! I had it three and a half. Was it three and a half? Did I Jesus? Make a, did I make no, a boo? No, it's three. It's three. <laughs> Chiefs minus three. Way to go, Brent. I mean, that that's a big mistake on my part. I mean, look, this is definitely a circle the wagons game, but uh, I gotta say, I'm worried that the Chiefs just aren't good. Like, Here, so, so it, give me, give it to me, two, Chefs fan. Why are the Chiefs not good? They've had two poor performances so far. I mean, needed a stirring comeback to win at home in week one against the Chargers. And then that, whatever that was last week, I don't even want to discuss it. It was that bad. Um, it was as bad as a pro football performance can pretty much be. I mean, the final margin of 10 really honestly doesn't do that hideous game justice. I, the Chiefs just did not show up. That it, was just a no-show. Isn't that your telltale sign of get on them the next week, though? You know, couldn't be lower. Horrific. Let's bet them the next week. Isn't that your thing, Mo? Yeah, but this is two weeks of just not good at all. And I, I'm i a little worried that uh, Doug Peterson was kind of the key to the Chiefs' offense last year because... This offense just looks bad so far. Brett, rest assured, even though you made a boo-boo, you still had them at the same rating as Mo. Uh, you, <laughs> you stay consistent. Both of both of you had the Jets in your top five at a 13 out of 15. Uh, Donnie, you had the Jets in the middle of the pack, and you told me at the office yesterday that I'm not allowed to pick this game. Uh, so go ahead and land base me. Yeah, just the simple fact that you're picking the Chiefs and prefacing it with how you, you know, you want to sort of... Uh, Anti-jinx. Feed your... Per- yeah, I know, but you're doing it because you want to jinx the Chiefs so the Jets can get a win. That's horrible, and you should be almost kicked out of the collective, if not suspended for two weeks. Anti-jinx. Need it. We need no, it. you can't put personal feelings into this card. We need it. Oh, we need it. God, what are you doing? Tough schedule. Jets need to get the 3-3 three and three to make the playoffs, so I need to put as much positive energy towards gangrene as I can. They have a very good spot uh, here to go uh, to to get a win, you know, let alone cover with getting a, a field goal here. I mean, I think they've been playing well. I understand that Arrowhead is a tough place to play, but I mean, good God, the Chargers went in there and played well in week one. So, you know, I think the Jets should be able to handle it um, and, you know, hang with the Chiefs uh, in the worst case uh, to, to cover the spread on both sides of the ball, defense and offense. Cause you know, the jets have, they've played pretty well on offense and we always know that they're good on defense and they look very good again. Just, just wait for the head scratcher. Fitz is going to throw one on Sunday that you're just like, what? Huh? What? What did he just see? That's fine. As long as it doesn't cost me the game, I'll, you know, we can throw some picks. All right. My fourth and final lone wolf. I feel like this is a podcast in itself. Rich's lone wolves. 
This is the Dare to be Square SpongeBob pick of the week, and I do not give a damn. Not one single damn. Not one. Not an iota. I got it in my top five. Double middle fingers, especially at UMO. Don't care what anybody thinks. I got the Steelers minus three and a half at Philadelphia. That's right. Square pick of the week. Don't care. Get get me on the public. Get me on the most crowded New York subway with my people, the sheep of the world. Look, the Eagles are 2-0 against two of the worst teams, if not the worst teams in the league. Uh, they took no offensive snaps trailing against the Browns in week one, and they had two possessions against the Bears on offense where they were trailing. Carson Wentz has never been put in a situation in the pros where he needed to nut up, put together a big drive, and get some points. He's averaging 6.5 yards per attempt, 27th in the league, so it's not even like he's throwing the ball downfield. He's just doing the Patriots thing where you make easy throws. You don't have to be skilled to play quarterback in the Patriots offense. Uh, I don't think you need to be very skilled to do what Carson Wentz is doing either. And then when in positive game script, again, the Eagles have been leading for the majority of minutes played throughout the season. Their rush offense has been horrific. Ryan Matthews is their leading rusher at three and a half yards per attempt. That's 26th in the NFL. So conditions have been nothing less than perfect for the Eagles. They've still played suboptimally and they've come away with two wins against two horrific teams. So I'm ready for the Steelers to take a bus ride across the Keystone State and lambaste the Eagles in the city of brotherly love. And I don't give a damn what you guys think. How much public? You're just on it? you're just wrong here. Seventy-one uh, percent. Let's go public. Let's go, Joe. Public. First of all, how is not taking a snap behind? You're somehow turning that into a bad thing. Um, I'm saying then, that, I'm saying that Carson Wentz is gonna is going to melt when he's put into a situation where he has to actually play NFL Carson quarterback. Wentz said himself, he doesn't get nervous, bro. Carson Wentz clearly does not look like he's going to melt anytime soon. Did you see? Have you been watching that guy play? Yeah, I have, and he's been making really easy throws. <laughs> look, look, man, you sit there and you try to say, "Oh, well, they've beaten these bad teams." This is all reflected in the line. I mean, they're plus three and a half at home. It's not like they're just getting all this mad respect. I mean, the the number oh, is nine and three against the, the spread. The number is big here. Lambasted. Steelers on a short week off of a road Monday night game. They go play a divisional game in the rain and dominate Cincinnati. Yeah, but Cincinnati sucks. I've been trying to tell you guys that for a year and a half. You Cincinnati is light years better than this Philadelphia team. I think the Steelers are really good, guys. I think, Steelers are really good. I think Nobody's they're, saying they're not, but they are also minus three and a half on the road here. You're acting like this line, and you're acting like is like you're acting like a five hour bus ride from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia is the road. It's like a trip. It's like a long trip to your favorite shopping outlet. You're still playing in a road stadium against road fans. Which will be 30% Steeler fans. No, see, that doesn't really apply here because Philadelphia sells out their stadium. Like, you would get 30% Steeler fans yeah, in, like, I, in, like, Tampa Bay when no one goes to the damn games. And then people just go down there for a vacation. They like some fun in the sunshine. And they can fill up the seats, you know, and get a cheap ticket. I've, the Eagles, no shot. I've been at Giants Stadium as a season ticket holder of the New York Jets in a crucial game against Pittsburgh when our team is doing quite well. And the stadium will be thirty-five to forty percent Steeler fans. Yeah, Steeler fans do travel, and this yeah, is but they find ways to get tickets. This is a it's car. Crazy. This is a car trip. I would put the Philadelphia Eagles fans far higher in a you know supportive category as the New York Jet fans. I mean, Eagle fans they they go to games half the time just so they can boo and throw snowballs at their own team. Oh my God, here we go. <laughs> Global warming is really putting a damper on that. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying. 
Uh, you guys are all wrong on this one. Like I said, double, no, double middle. We're all wrong, and you're banking on the Steelers fans showing up at the stadium. Double, awesome. Double, Great. No, we're that, wrong. That is not really part of my analysis. Double middle fingers to everybody. Uh, Mo, you had the Eagles second, so I know I could tell you the extra saltiness in your voice. But uh, Steelers, right side here. Right side's the winning side. There's no way that's right. Especially, yeah, that's with, especially right. with the hook. There's no way that's right. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk pizzas right now. <laughs> yeah. Can I, can oh, I, yes. Can I drop some interesting news that I just saw on Twitter into into this thing? Will it um, affect pizza betting? Uh, It could be, but it's a game we haven't talked about. I just want to throw it out there. Oh, let's, an, let's just make pizza bets right now. I'll take any, any on this game. All right. Ship one. All right. One against Mo. Brett. Shit. I'm in. Donnie. Donnie's in. Brett, let's make it a trifecta. We're talking about the Eagles, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm. All right, pizza. Let's go. You three are forgetting one very important thing. I am the Eagles whisperer. No, you're not. You're the chip. I'm 2-0 oh on the Eagles this year and only 1-1 one one on chip. So. Doesn't matter. Don't count your chickens. What is this news before we get to our card, DP? Austin Seferin Jenkins is yeah. in handcuffs at 5 o'clock this morning. It's DUI. I mean, he's a backup tight end on an NFL team. So I just I, I just like the news that these NFL players, they just never seem to learn. Come on, ASJ. All right, here we go. Time for, we got? Time for the card. The first two we've already discussed. Number one pick, 12.5 average rating out of 15. It is the Niners plus the 9.5 against the Seahawks. We're doing it again. We're walking into the clink against an 0-2 Seahawks team uh, with something Blaine at quarterback and hoping to not get mauled like Leo did in the Covenant. This one, I just basically uh, wait, the, the covenant. Oh, did I screw that up? The revenant. Yeah, that would be revenant. Revenant. what is the covenant? And what Leo is, lived what and is, came back. What is the covenant? <laughs> I feel like the covenant is like a religious term. It is. <laughs> it is. Stick the football. Uh, right. This, the ark of the covenant. That's uh, correct. Thank this you. This one, I, I have more confidence in this one than much more than last year because uh, last year the Seahawks actually had an offense that scored points. And if something Blaine doesn't have to throw the ball, like, let me preface this by saying, if something Blaine falls behind two touchdowns, this is toast. But uh, because he's going to throw picks like he did against the Panthers. But if they are allowed to be balanced, they'll be fine. Mo, all out on the, the Seahawks, despite doing this last year again and the Seahawks coming back and, and toasting us on several occasions. All right. Let's move on to number two. Again, we've already discussed this one. It is the Detroit Lions plus the seven and a half at Lambeau Field. Anybody uncomfortable with Jim Bob Cooter? A little bit. Against Green Bay. A little bit, a little, little bit. A little bit. Can't be uncomfortable bit, going against McCarthy. We're getting the hook. We're getting the hook. All right, this next game yeah. we have we have not discussed yet. It is a consensus pick, and we are getting the hook. This is the weirdest line of the week. Broncos plus three and a half on the road at Cincinnati. I don't love this. Uh-uh. This is a public dog. I don't. I, I just don't get the line. Why? Why, why are the Bengals giving the hook here? Trevor Simeon on the road for the first time. Yeah. It's probably just as good as Andy Dalton over there. This this worries me. I mean, you have this higher than the Lions, so I don't know why you're more worried about this than the Lions. It's just a, a less comfortable spot, I guess, for me. Uh, then why do you have them higher than the Lions? <laughs> Go back to the question yeah, he just why, asked you. That's why I asked you that question. Public dog factor. Uh, it makes this a little scary for me, but... I capped this farther away from from where it is. So they're they're both in the same tier for me though. So they're pretty close. Yeah, I had I mean I capped this at Bengals oh, minus. Sorry, they're one above guys. Come on. Yeah, but it's all it's also above so I'm just confused as to why you're scared of this and uh 
not the Lions. I had this at one and a half. I don't know. I think the isn't the Broncos defense elite and doesn't uh, defense travel? Yeah, Brett, I kept this at two. Yeah, Brett, Broncos defense. Come on, man. Orange Crush. What are you so? What do you, you had them at a three? You're very concerned. What's what's going on here? Yeah, Trevor Simeon has me concerned. He's played all right. I think this. I, I think this is a bounce back uh, possibility for the Bengals coming off a loss at home. I, I picked the Broncos here, but I want nothing to do with this one. Let's take the temperature of Joe Public. Bengals suck all over the Broncos. Yeah. At uh, oh man, I just think this yeah. this line is just so this this line has me like the uh, Jaguars line has you guys, but I'm actually picking a good football team as opposed to the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're firing three public dogs here, guys. I mean. This is going to be the week it blows up. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, since we're we got the worryometer up, let's uh let's temper uh Mo's exp- uh, uh worries here. It's the Illum pick of the week. Bills plus four at home against the Cardinals. Let's go. Illum is go. on fire so far this year. <laughs> they have n- not failed once. <laughs> <laughs> Mo's so happy. Let's get that drop. Let's get that drop, Rich. Uh, not failed once. Uh, Donnie, uh, you cannot veto this for multiple reasons. One, you lit your veto on fire. Uh, and two, this is number four on the card. So uh, you got to root for the uh, the Bills this weekend, kiddo. I'm in. Ride or die. Let's go. Ride or die. Didn't know we had a rough, rough rider. On the podcast. Uh, Brett and Mo obviously had them as their number one, so they're happy. I'm a little queasy, uh, but right side, so I can... Yeah, uh, I'm, que- I'm queasy, too, because I hate having <laughs> bills on the card, but this is <laughs> this is just too much value, I think. All right, and this last one. If you thought Mo was mad that we had three public dogs, <laughs> let's, can't wait to hear his reaction oh, no. when I announce the fifth pick. It is a consensus pick, so Mo has it. Hey Mo, we're going. I back. know what it is. We're going back to the well on the G man Giants minus four and a half against the Redskins. Mo, how angry are you? This is a this is a bad pick. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you guys like the Giants so much? This is they're a good. One. They're a good. One. This, this is, is like big. you know it, it's forty percent like the Giants, three hundred percent hate the Redskins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Giants could not have played worse last week and uh, and still won and nearly covered if one of the greatest receivers I've ever seen catches a ball right into his hands. Uh, we walk away with a cover. So, they again, couldn't have played worse, still almost covered. Defense is legit. Offense is going to get there. I really like this Giants squad. They played, they played fine offensively for 95 yards. They couldn't do anything inside the five. They should have won that game by 20. Yeah, but that happens when you can't run the ball. You don't need to run the ball in today's NFL. Can we stop this talk? Whoa. You <laughs> you do need to be able to run the ball inside the five. There's no room to pass. Tell that to New England. Well, I don't understand what they were they doing. They run the ball in sometimes. I don't know what they were doing. Sometimes. Giving the ball to something Vereen. <laughs> like, why aren't we giving it to Jennings in goal line? First of all, why aren't we spreading it out and then running? Which is Jennings is cooked, but at least he's a big body. Vereen is just a little twig, and he doesn't have that little juke like that Danny Woodhead ability to just squeeze through holes. Vereen just does, he's never had that. He just doesn't have that. I kind of want to put the Eagles in. I'm seriously considering vetoing this. I don't like this pick. That said, I don't hate it because. I think the it. line's fair, so I think we're just like flipping a coin here. Wow. What did you, you have? If at? you put the Eagles think, in, I want I want video uh, on this. Is Rich. my one pointer. You think the Redskins are only a point and a half worse than the Giants? Yeah, this line was fair to me. The Redskins. I'm Good looking God. at my pick. Okay, okay. I guess I guess I have this at five. <laughs> so there's like a smidge of value, but. I don't like it, really. I mean, this is just... We're flipping coins here to me. You've got the racial slurs. I want the right side. 
you've got the racial slurs two points worse than the Giants. Yeah, that's about right. This was still a playoff team last year. They're oh not that bad. God, don't please don't use that as an argument ever again. This I, I can't wait for the Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins played bad last week, but it didn't really show until the red zone interception. Uh, this could be the Kirk Cousins powder keg game. I love this Giants defense. I love the type of pressure that they can get using just four. And I could see some real powder keg moments from Kirk in this game. Captain Kirk. Uh, this could be the three interception game from Kirk. Okay, listen. Kirk. Here's the deal. I'm not... <laughs> this is I'm great. Not, I'm, I can't demand this of you, but I'm pleading with you. Okay? This is a plea from me to the fellow collective. If the Giants don't cover this week, can we just stop doing this? <laughs> if the Giants don't cover this week and it's not some weird game where they fumble a million times and don't recover a single fumble and they don't convert at the five-yard line multiple times and one of the best receivers in the league doesn't drop a wide-open pass right in his bread basket to cover the game, yes, I will be off the Giants. Okay, the I'll Giants leave this alone, but please, please, guys. Giants were the way right side last week, and they're they mi- were, and they're they're miles better than this Redskins. They were. So, okay, I'm leaving it alone, but but please, <laughs> please, guys. The card. Let's stop treating the Giants like the '86 Bears or the what are the '85 Bears. <laughs> the card. The G-Men. We got three public road dogs at the top. Oof. Niners plus nine and a half against the Seahawks. Lions plus seven and a half against the Packers. And Broncos plus three and a half over the Bengals. We got a home dog, the Illum pick of the week. Bills plus four against the Cardinals. And then we've got one favorite team that should have covered last week. The Giants minus four and a half against the Redskins. Man, we we need Bills this week because cards are going to be the number one pick in the Super Contest. You think so? I think so. Look how look at how the public is betting them. Yeah, that is true. They're the highest. It's insane. Oh, boy. We need, we need the Bills badly this week. Did we make a mistake with the Broncos? I think we did. I don't oh, like that I love we it. Ah. <sighs> I love Jets it. Jets and Eagles should be on the card, but all right. Can we make a one-time like weird super veto? Yeah, we can do whatever the hell we want. If you no, this is our card. Do you guys really? This is be- our card. Do you guys really believe in the Jets that much? I uh, much no, more I believe would... in the Broncos than the Jets. My card reflects that. Jets would not be in my top five if I knew the line was three and not three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> way to go Brett Brett is Brett. so sharp <laughs> sick Brett. sharper uh, than a soup spoon <laughs> I thought okay I'm going to say that this is the this is the pick I thought was going to be on there where was where were people out on the Raiders I had that as my public square side that was my number five play yeah Titans were my number two yeah I'm all in on not all in on the Titans but I got the Titans in the middle of the pack uh, Donnie your fellow square also has the Raiders high at a 9 out of 15 you guys are blinded by your preseason Raiders love. Raiders this team gonna roll sucks. here. Raiders, no, this is Raiders. Raiders defense. This is business. this line is insane. I'm with I. Listen, I hate to agree with Mo, but I'm with Mo. Raiders. Titans are so overvalued after that undeserved win last week. Yes, exactly. So undeserved that they're giving less than a field goal to a uh, below average NFL team. Okay, Detroit should have covered six, much less won the game. They dominated that game. And Oakland still has yet to put together a single defensive possession where they stop the other team from progressing the ball and scoring points. They're okay. allowing eight eight yards of play. Titans can't score. Yeah, I think they'll be all right against Titans. Anybody can score against the, the Oakland the way that they're constituted currently on defense. We can we can put a pizza on it. Bama could. Oh, score. there there will be, there will be pizzas on this one. Yeah, I'm in for that. I'm yeah. square on that one. Dare to be square. All right, 
that's the pod. Uh, you can follow these guys on Twitter at Donnie underscore Peters at Brett Colson, C O W L S O N and at Mo Nuwara N U W W A R A H. Be sure, be sure to submit your picks at gridiron gamble on Twitter and gridiron gamble podcast at gmail.com. Check out gridirongamble.com for our individual top fives. Best of luck to the collective this weekend. Need a winning performance. Let's go Broncos. Peace out.